Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Little Nemo the Dream Master for the Nintendo Entertainment System. folks we have a little bit of housekeeping to take care of here um we are recording this during the great lockdown of 2000 or the great lockdown of (laughs) 2020 or whatever we're going to be calling this uh so we are experimenting with some new and different features for the show uh namely recording in two separate places it's a it's a wild world yeah practically every episode we've ever done we've uh been across the table from each other and right now we're staring at a video of each other well actually nick's looking off into space and i'm staring at him but either way, right. if things sound a little weird or a little bit of room tone difference or perhaps I sound like a robot for short periods of time, that is why. Uh, yeah, otherwise, we're sorry, you folks. Know, yeah, and we're going to step on each other a little bit more than we normally do. We apologize for that as well. Uh, it's, you know, the, it's all we can do at this point in time. So hopefully this does not sound too crazy and uh, you still enjoy what we can bring to you guys. Yeah, we appreciate all of your uh, patience. And support. Dedicated cartridge command. Well, yeah, yeah. Everything. We love you all. And without uh, further ado, let's get right into the show. Little Nemo, the Dream Master was developed and published by Capcom in North America in September of 1990. That's right, I said North America, because it then came out in Japan in December of 1990. Oh. And and in Europe, December of 1990. Well, hot dog. Can you believe that? It is crazy. Well, everyone had Little Nemo fever. Apparently they did. Now, this game was produced by Tokuro Fujiwara, and he was sometimes known as Professor F in his (laughs) fake credits. Okay, okay. But he also directed uh, Ghosts and Goblins, Commando, I Bionic thought... Commando. <laughs> I was Got a little bit of that hardcore blood. Yeah. Yeah, I thought this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also made a Sweet Home, the uh, survival horror game for the NES. Yeah, yeah, early stuff. Yeah, he produced uh, the Mega Man series and uh, left Capcom to start his own company uh, in the 2000s. His last game was uh, Mad World, released by Platinum Games for the mm. Wii, that black and white kind of hyper-realistic, violent. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. But he's, you know, most known as the guy that likes to make really punishing games. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I also wanted to point out the music in this game was done by Junko Tamiya. And she also did the music for a lot of Capcom classics, such as Bionic Commando and Final Fight. Right, right. Uh, she did Gunsmoke, uh, which we recently covered. Oh, right, and the yeah. Gen- no, it's it's good stuff all around, man. And she did the uh, Genesis version of Strider, its music as well. Oh, wow, okay. So Little Nemo, the Dream Master... The game is actually based on an anime film called Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland that was uh, released the previous year in Japan. Right, right. But it didn't come out for years after the game here, right? Correct. And then that movie is based on the comic strip Little Nemo in Slumberland by uh, Windsor McKay. Yeah, yeah. And that comic Which ran I... from 1905 to 1927. Yeah, it was a juggernaut, apparently, for 20 years. Yeah, uh, it was really pretty forward in its design. Uh, 
because even though it was a strip comic in the papers, it really m- played with layout and uh, some other really interesting things. Sadly, it does have a lot of problematic, you know, we travel the world <laughs> and some of the uh, other races aren't depicted as well as they could be. But the right, art style right. is fan- fan- fantastic. Still really holds up. Sure, sure. Did you ever see the uh, animated feature? Uh, no, did you? No, no. I thought about making never, my kids I, watch it, but I just I couldn't find a copy of it easy enough. Yeah, I don't know where. I've never like come across it, so I don't. I was hoping you'd watch it with your kids, so I could. I don't know, I, I've heard it's very beautiful. Well, we haven't had a lot of time on our hands to do anything like that. <laughs> That's a oh, horrible yeah. lie. Busy, busy. <laughs> um, we did. We've been watching a lot of other movies and uh, catching up. I've been showing all of Pete and Pete, The Adventures of Pete and Pete, to them. Oh, wow. Cool. Cool. So our adventures have been in uh, Pete and Pete land, not in dreamland. <laughs> well, Nick, what kind of game is Little Nemo the Dream Master? Well, it's a side-scrolling platformer. Some might say action, kind of. There's definitely some adventure going on. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i definitely, I don't know, I'm trying to be cautious about calling things action, but uh, lest it lose all meaning. But, you know, the, so I guess there's a little here. There's with some light exploration, kind of. Yeah, and in this game, you can jump um, in lots of different ways. But throughout the entirety of the game, you play as Nemo himself, just a human child mm-hmm. in his pajamas. Yep, yep. And he's got kind of a weird jump it's not the best i don't think but uh because it, it's a very short and small jump it's uh, yeah. it almost you, reminds you me of very like, little height yeah like uh it, like all of the jumping is tight w- when you're nemo like you have to hit it oh, perfectly it to get over some of these even the basic enemies you know it reminds me of like of donkey kong or something you know where the jump doesn't leave yeah, you a lot of wiggle that. room it's razor thin margins as you clear the pixel over any enemy you're trying to get past yeah yes yes and what makes this game super interesting is that you really don't have any offense, at least not traditional no, no. offense. Uh, your main way no. of interacting with the world is throwing candy. Which, I mean, hey, that's that's not a bad way to be, but uh, it's not that effective. No, because it doesn't kill anything. Yeah, it just stuns them. And with your with your crappy jump, that makes them harder to get by. <laughs> so yeah, like you, you want them don't... to go underneath. <laughs> yeah, I, I found the exact same thing where you don't really usually want to stun a creature. Uh, but then there is a certain class of creature that you'll find in each level. And instead of stunning them, they will eat the candy. That's right. You get have animal friends. And that's the big draw, or at least it always was, you know, of, of Little Nemo to me. You know, it's like the suits in Mario 3. Yeah, definitely. And we're going to get to all those animal forms in just a moment. But first, let's go over the very sparse item list and, and how these levels play out, because you're trying to get through the level. Uh, and at the end of each one is a door locked with several locks. Yeah. And each one requires a key. And those keys are, uh, air quotes, hidden throughout the level. <laughs> yeah, they're just scattered about in various places. So you're going to find those. Uh, but you also have health. You have uh, three Units of health when you are a human. That's right. That's right. And some of your animal forms will have longer life meters that you can, you know, but they always come in empty, which kind of sucks. But Right, because you have to find health to fill them or your health up when you get hit. And it's in a weird, weird shape. Well, yeah, you have the little bottle of medicine or a potion, however you want to look at it, uh, that will fill one meter, one bar of your life meter. And then there's like a first aid kit that will completely fill you up. Yeah, that's the one you're looking for. Yeah, baby. And beyond that, I mean, are there any other items? Well, there there are one-ups. 
sometimes. Oh, very rarely. Yeah, there's a few. <laughs> and because you start the game with three lives. That's right. You have three lives and infinite continues. Which you will need. And the continues just put you back at the beginning of the level you started last. Right, right. But really, everyone wants to hear about those fun suits. Well, they're not like yeah, suits, they're creatures that you befriend and then exploit. Yeah, it's like some of them you ride and some of them you get inside, like a la Tanuki suit or frog suit from Super Mario Brothers 3. It's it's uh, it's kind of weird. It's, it's very weird, to be honest with you. Because uh, some of them, it looks downright <laughs> painful the way you occupy their space. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're Nemo and you're the master, so... So let's go through some of these animals, Nick. Why don't you call them out for me? All right. Well, first, the, probably the first one you'll see is the frog. And the frog is actually one of the most useful of all of the animal creatures. It is one you climb inside of. Uh, that's right. And it uh, greatly amplifies your jumping abilities. But in addition to that, uh, it can also, it has like, I guess, an armored stomach or something. Because you can jump on enemies and hurt most of them. Yeah, which is nice because uh, Little Nemo cannot jump on anybody or he will get hurt. Now, one thing that I do love about this game is that when you have fed, it's three always, three candy to a creature. To signify right, right. that it is ready for you to take over, it has the Japanese like little snot sleep bubble thing. Yeah, snoring bubbles. I never knew what those were as a kid, but I knew I liked them. <laughs> But yeah, so you want to be careful too if you, because these enemies, or I'm sorry, these animals will hurt you if they have not been put to sleep with candy. Which I think is not cool. Yeah, that's that's a little rough where it's like, come on, can't they just not <laughs> bump into me? I don't know, nothing. Up next, you will also see the lizard. The lizard. I really wanted to like this lizard more. He's a cute little gecko style lizard. He, he looks cool. I think it, it's kind of purple. Uh, he reminds me of iguanas from... Final Fantasy 1. If anybody out there knows what I'm talking about, you know. But uh, it's this uh, creature has an extended life bar up to four hits. And you ride on this lizard, and you get a little shrunken version of yourself while doing so. Yeah, and this is uh, one of the weird things. Like, especially the ones that you ride, you have a weird hitbox that is kind of messes with you, you know? Yes. And uh, this lizard's power is not hitboxes, though. It is the ability to climb walls. Yeah, and you just jump onto any vertical, well, not any, most vertical surfaces. You can just jump on and then start pressing up or down, and you'll just latch on and climb. It's actually pretty intuitive. Yeah, you can stick to things you wouldn't even think were walls, like the size of trees sometimes. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. And the lizard can fit through gaps that are one square sprite block high, so you got to use that sometimes. And even Nemo himself can't get through those cracks without being on the gecko. Yeah, which is where the sprite is a little deceptive because it does not look like you should be able to fit through there with Nemo on the back. But you can. Yeah. All right. Up next, we've got the mole. The mole. Yeah, the mole. I, you know, I want him to be more useful than he is, but it's hard to say. But he really isn't that great. The mole you do climb inside of. Does he have extra hit That's points? True. I don't think so. All the mole really is good the for is digging through sand. Yep. And uh, like two spots in the game, you barely see them. And it, the mole, more than any of the other ones, feels kind of like half-baked because all you can do is dig. You can't You can't even jump. You can't do anything. No, and it's so slow. So, uh, yeah, you use it when you have to, and that's it. Following that, we've got... We can talk about uh, the gorilla. The gorilla, yes. I, I like the gorilla a lot. It's a fun sprite. 
and he's another one you climb on top of. You're riding his back. By, by far the largest. Mm-hmm. And the gorilla has like two powers, which makes him super powerful. Yeah, he can uh, climb things uh, the same as the lizard. He has a, a slighter jump than the lizard, though. No, that's true. That's true. But really, you're there because he can punch things. And, you know, he has a surprisingly large hitbox for that punch. Yeah, yeah. It's a little weird. It comes out a little slower than you might want. But yeah. any way you can attack enemies is nice. Um, the gorilla, you don't see him that often, but it, he can be tricky, too, because, again, when you're on top of him, you're a big box now. So you got to be careful. It's easier to get hit. Yeah, especially by any of those, any of those flying enemies. That's true. But to help you out, he does boast up to five hits uh, on his life meter. So he's got a little staying power there. Yeah, that's the nicest part about him. Now, we only have a few more animals to talk about. That's right. Um, next, we can visit the hornet. Maybe my favorite. Oh, I was just going to say my favorite as, as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, this actually feels like a real <laughs> suit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's got more than just... Uh, one thing going on to get you to the next chunk of the level. That's right, uh, because using it, you can fly, uh, but, but for do, a limited time only. Right, you do not have unlimited flight. You have to set back down on a surface to kind of recharge that flight. Yeah, it's like every, what do you get, four or five seconds or something before you'll just run out of juice and start falling, you know? Yeah, yeah. And but, uh, he also has some offense as well. Yeah, you can shoot stingers um, forward, but only when you're in the air. Yeah, it's a little tricky, but they do have quite the distance on them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the only projectile you can get from any of these animals, so you'll take it, right? I will. I'll take it almost any time I can, and I will run with it as long as I can. Faux show. And uh, next up, we've got the, uh, well, okay, we've got the mouse. Oh, yeah, the mouse is a real weird one, because it's not just a mouse. It's a mouse with a hammer tied to a tail. <laughs> yeah, and you ride this mouse as well. But um, and the mouse can climb, same as the gorilla and lizard. But it also, you know, it's got the hammer, so you can use that to attack enemies and break uh, certain destroyable blocks. So is this a giant mouse then? I guess I don't know. It, and it's weird because if he is using the hammer, then it's like the mouse is like aware. It's like a person using a thing, a tool. You know, like I don't I'm, know. I'm actually starting to think that maybe it was the gorilla that was shrunken. Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. But uh, the mouse is pretty useful. Um, it also has five hit dice or hit points. You might say hit dice. Someone's oh. been thinking about Dungeons and Dragons too much lately. Ah, well, you know, I'm going through withdrawal here and isolation coronavirus yeah um and then we have up next we've got the hermit crab which is a, an interesting one yeah i really really wanted to like the hermit crab but i don't think it really wanted to like me as much yeah it's all right it lets you you can jump and and press what is it down an a when you're in the air and you'll kind of invert into your shell and you can drill into sand uh, yeah. you only see it in like one level so yeah when you're in the sand you can actually move around a bit too yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of cool. And you do have a crab attack, but it only has three uh, hit points. So it's it's all right. And then I think finally we've got the fish suit that you see in one level. Oh, yeah. You don't I even have to get. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's just a big fish. It kind of looks like Big Bertha uh, from Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, you get yeah. inside, you can swim really fast. Uh, it has big hands, but you cannot use them, so... Yeah, there it's really weird looking. I don't know why it has, it has arms, arms and like boxing gloves on. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was going to be weird. I thought it was going to be punching fish with this, like left and right. You might think so, but uh, it's just a tease. It is a horrible, horrible tease. 
So I think that wraps it up for all the crazy creatures that you come across and then inhabit or ride upon. Yeah, that's all we got. All right, Nick, this is Capcom. We know that they have a history of some sketchy artwork, but they have the money to (laughs) put behind some decent manuals. And this manual had a film to draw on. So please tell me they got some of that artwork to throw in here. They did not, man. They barely put anything in here. Really? This is a very... A very scant 14 pages. Ooh. You get some some very disturbing artwork that just looks like someone just sketched out with a Sharpie. Like, in every picture of Little Nemo, his eyes are solid black, so he looks like he's possessed. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> I kind of want to check this out now. <laughs> there are no screenshots at all. If it, Very quickly, it doesn't even give you the full story that you would get from watching the attract mode, where it just basically says, Nemo's in slumberland, and the king is kidnapped. Go get him. Wow. Yeah, it gives you... And then you get like two pages where it tells you the controls and talks about candy. You get six drawings of... So an incomplete list of the animals. But there's plenty of space for full-page ads for Chippendales Rescue Rangers, DuckTales, and Adventures in the Magic Kingdom. So yeah, this was a pretty slapped-together manual. This, Unless you want to look at that creepy Nemo, it's, it's, it's worth skipping, I'd say. All right, fair enough. So, Nick, what was your personal history with Little Nemo Dream Master? Well, I rented this game once, maybe twice, I don't know, back as a youth. I never beat it. Uh, always liked it. You know, I was introduced to it from Nintendo Power and was always kind of interested, but... Yeah, it had a really nice spread in Nintendo Power. Uh, that's yeah, what well, yeah. caught my eye. And I rented it at least twice because of that. Yeah, yeah, same here. I think I even had a breakdown of the first, at least two levels in map form. Yeah, and the, and the, I really liked the levels in the map, so it looked cool, and it you know it got me to try it, but it was always a little too tougher than I was Hard? interested. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, we'll talk about it more eventually, but the the curve of this game is pretty rough. You know, after that second level, you just get smashed in the face. So I rented it twice, and that was the end of it for me until uh until we started playing it again. Yeah, yeah, same here. Um, I did play it a little bit. I actually own this uh, actual cart. Uh, and maybe about ten years ago, I, I, I was there was a point where I was really trying to beat it on cartridge form, but uh, couldn't quite get there. So, man, that makes me feel so old that you said that was ten years ago. I was just gonna <laughs> yeah, say, were you trying time, to beat man. this fairly recently? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is, I guess not. I guess that was ten years ago. Yeah, sorry. Boy. <laughs> Then, Nick, what was your more recent experience with this game? Well, um, I beat this game. Um, I did cheat because I didn't do it all in one sitting. I only saved in between dreams, if you will, until the very end. There's a point in the nightmare land stage where there there was just one spot that was just so frustrating that I was like, all right, I'm saving right in front of this until I get by here. Yeah, I was going to try to do it your way um, and only save in between levels, but... I just got so frustrated with a couple spots and the latter ones that I did save a couple times in between them, but it wasn't anything too crazy. Uh, so I think I played this game a total of three times. It's not that terribly long, so it's just uh, right, right. some of those levels, if you're trying to get through them in one go, can be kind of brutal. Yeah, yeah. But, but I did beat it as well. Cool. All right, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And uh, I would like to start by saying that this is a very good game, but I think that the real fun of it is locked behind one or two incredibly hard levels that most people will never, ever get past. 
why is this game this hard? It really seems like a kiddie game. Like it would attract children. <laughs> it's, uh, but at the same time, I this time at least, like when I went back through, I actually found it to be less hard than I thought or I remembered because I remembered it being incredibly hard and it really, it's tough, but it's just frustrating. It's too, it's too hard to be fun in a lot of situations sometimes. Right. Well, for me, I feel like, uh, you know, we didn't talk about this because it's kind of a spoiler that, at the end of the game, for the very last level, you have a weapon. Yeah, you you have the magic wand. And if I had that wand in the first level on, this game would be about 200 times more fun. Yeah, if you had anything. Because Nemo sucks. You have to get in an animal suit. And then, you know, because your jump stinks and you have no offense. And then several of the animal suits aren't much better. So uh, Exactly. So, and the controls are kind of a mixed bag where I think the climbing is done really well and quick. I like that, mm-hmm. but you know, like the ape's punch is, is just too slow to really be that good or Oh, I agree. And then uh, just and fitting the... around with the trying to fit these weird hitboxes like the ape and the mouse especially, and even the lizard kind of they're deceptive and look weird and you, you it's easier to get hit by some of these really lame enemies. Yeah, I mean I found it easiest to just use that frog suit because I, I knew its controls and I knew how to land on people. Yeah, that was yeah. really the most effective way of combating any of the enemies, you know, that or the uh, Hornet. Sure, yeah, yeah. Well, they give you the best, like, maneuverability, you know? Exactly. And it's a it's a shame because there's so many things in this game that are really cool. I mean, design-wise, front to back, this game looks awesome. Yeah, it's got some, uh, you know, all the sprites are pretty, you know, they all look pretty good and are, are animated decently, but the backgrounds look great. I really, like, almost all the backgrounds in this game, I was like, wow, like, it, it, they look cool. Yeah, and every level is vastly different than the one before it. Yeah, and, and it's cool that they're all, like, at night, kind of, or nightish times, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And the music, wonderful. I enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, a real treat, especially because there's two, like, standout like the Cloud City music has been stuck in my head, or the Cloud Ruins music, sorry, <laughs> has been stuck in my head since I played this game. Like I, I, it's rocketed to the top of several of my lists, as well as the final track in the Nightmare Land. Like that just that just straight up sounds like Mega Man music, you know? Oh, for sure, it's great. It's and rocking, man. It is indeed rocking. And you know, you mentioned that level there. There's a few that are straight paths, but what's cool is many of the levels are kind of a a hunt you're trying to find those keys and you don't have to do it in any specific order or they're not laid out in a very normal like you know go left to right and that's it there's a bunch hidden underground way up in the trees you name mm. it yeah yeah it's it's a good it's it's not a lot of exploring because really i don't know it does a good job of feeling like you're wandering around and looking but in reality it's like look there's six keys and four of them each require a specific animal you know like they have them to where they're kind of just like gatekeepers where it's like you're gonna need this to get here and then you'll need one to get out and then you gotta go get the bee to that's that's the worst in one of the final levels where you're just getting (laughs) animals to go get other animals yeah yeah like i wish um even though as much as i like the level design because they they look cool and they are semi non-linear where you have like an open space kind of like sonic or wizards and warriors or something you know you're going around looking for stuff and that's cool but i wish there were some nice stretches with just some easy enemies to enjoy being able to fight back you know it's like it's always just like one thing after the other you know or to enjoy your suit you know the powers that you have in each different animal which brings yeah, me to I, another point that I forgot to mention earlier. One of my favorite things about this game is that when you are in a suit, there is an entirely different 
sprite that shows your lives as you in the suit. Yeah, yeah. It's wonderful and super cute. It's pretty cool. It's a nice touch. And this game is full of those nice touches. I mean, each level you start out, you go talk to some weirdo from the dream world and they have, uh, you know, a cool sprite and then a really nice close-up sprite and then you never see them again yeah and it's too bad because they're a strange i would have liked to see a lot more i wish some of the enemies looked like them because they're this kind of like dr seussian weird dream creature they, they look neat and i like them yeah and their close-ups are really nice looking yeah yeah but they never say and they don't even say anything worthwhile they're like look for my friend and then you do and they're like hi uh, maybe they give you, you get a one-up <laughs> They give you some little clues sometimes, like you must go under the surface to find this person or uh, things like that. Yeah, yeah. I wish I wish there was something more to them, I guess. I don't know. No, it's more just window dressing, but it definitely makes each world feel like a whole new interesting place. Yeah, yeah. folks here we are in our level by level portion of their show but this game does not progress in levels it progresses in dreams yes yes it does so this will be our dream by dream portion and each dream is bracketed by a little scene of nemo waking up kind of getting out of bed yeah yeah or like going to bed where it's like you go and run and jump in oh, i love beginning. i love that little uh animation i think yeah it, it's a it's just a neat little touch that's a cute way to bracket the levels, you know? It's, a, it's pretty cool. Although, his mom is kind of a nag. Yeah, yeah. She complains about him waking up all the time, etc. She doesn't even get off her butt to come do anything about it either. It's just yelling from off screen. Ugh. You know what? As a parent, though, I, I can totally relate to that. Yeah, well, so. I, as a kid, I've I've, <laughs> I, I've done the same stuff. So, yeah. All right. Well, dream one is the mushroom forest. And what a forest it is. It looks great. Oh, yeah. Dark night sky. Uh, you're greeted by a weird, perhaps, grasshopper man. Oh, yeah. He's uh, like the hobo flip. Yeah. Which uh, this is something I do remember noting that he originally had like a cigar, but that is removed. As well as the gorilla. Ah, yeah. That seems like a very yeah, 20s so thing to have. Not in America. Yeah, it does. Yeah. No, no, and no. Not anymore. In this level, you're going to get to use the frog suit, the mole suit, yeah. and the lizard suit and i'm gonna keep saying suit yeah, yeah even though these are just creatures that aren't suits until you drug them and then take their bodies <laughs> yes as you are a body snatcher i mean come on the frog it looks like a frog suit the hornet it looks like a hornet suit but other ones you're writing so it's it's hard it's a weird it's tough to come up with the right word well the the creepiest one is is the mole the mole man yeah yeah because his head is like a hood back over your back like you're wearing a hoodie <laughs> It's a yeah. little disturbing. Uh, it's more than a little. It's uh, it's just careless. Nemo, he's, he's a child. He doesn't know. Doesn't, he doesn't. care. Uh, now, in this level, you're going to see a lot of enemies you're going to see throughout the game. And one of my least favorite is that bizarro looking worm. Oh, yeah. The worms are, uh, are like snake things that pop out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They have like maybe a crown. Yeah, we'll see a lot of those too in the in the next stage. Oh, I thought and it was hair. I, yeah. Oh, maybe it is wild hair. I, I always wrote them down as king worm. <laughs> oh, well, the thing is, is they are awful because they start in the ground, they pop out, they're extremely fast, and they're very tall. So when you're in Nemo mode, they are a horrible enemy to get around. 
Yeah, they're tough. Like you have to be on a flat surface, and then they have to be running at you when you jump. Yeah, and that's this is one you do not want to stun. No, no. Well, I mean, most of them you don't. <laughs> like the snails, you'll see a lot of snails throughout the game, and starting in this first level, uh, there again, they, just a big snail that comes at you, and you've got to jump over it, and you cannot stun it. Like if you could stun enemies and then jump on them, that would be cool. I, I don't know. It would make little Nemo a little more, make him a little more manageable. But worst of all, in these early levels, are those wasps. Oh yeah, that fly. They fly at a weird, like a twenty-seven degree angle or something. It's very strange, and it, it can be very frustrating because they have they will they will keep going and, and before they turn around. I don't know. They they're tricky. I thought. Oh, very tricky. Um, and then there is one more enemy I would like to highlight. I'm pretty sure he appears in this level, and that is the bizarre armless frog. Yeah, I was they're like little two-legged frogs that come running at you there. They're pretty cute. They're a little... Yeah. Uh, You'd think they'd be hideous. But relentless. Yeah, because that's the other thing we haven't talked about. The respawns. Oh, yeah. They're respawn plenty. Yeah, they are cuter than you'd imagine, but since they're so quick, their respawn is just a little more hellacious than the other enemies. Yeah. Luckily, they're the only thing at, that Nemo can actually seem to jump over. Yes, fairly easily. Now, this level does have uh, some hidden things you must kind of uh, get through. you got to dig through that sand with the mole to find a key. But other than that, everything's yeah, yeah. pretty easy to find. Yeah, yeah. It's just, and, you know, the game frequently points you uh, where you will see an animal right in front of uh, an obstacle or something requiring that animal, you know, so it hints you pretty heavily where to go and, and how to do it. And uh, if you find all six keys, you can leave this level and move on to dream number two. The flower garden. <laughs> of, of doom? You said that so menacingly. Yes, flowers. And the flower garden, man, it has a real weird creature at the beginning. It's like some sort of alien cat thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty neat, though. And he lets you know that there's a, a secret waiting for you under the water or underground. Yeah, yeah. And that's just a person that tells you something. It's, you get nothing out of it. Yeah, that's what I was like. Look for this person, like Oompa or Loompa or something, and you go under this first, very first puddle of water. You can swim underneath, and then there's somebody who just tells you, like, you'll need the help of the lizard or it's like gee thanks <laughs> i knew it i knew it the whole time <laughs> hot hot dog but then right over there you'll encounter your first uh of many of those worms or snakes whatever in this level yeah yeah i hate them there's a there's a, a bunch of them on this little hill and there's also those wasps coming down at the same time and this is where you'll see your first gorilla which you do need so it and and it, in this tight little area with the weird jump, it, it's kind of hard to maneuver that big creature without without taking damage. Yeah, and then right away, you encounter another gorilla, which seems kind of wrong that you have to fight him. <laughs> I don't like that. What's interesting about this level that you know becomes true with most of these is there's areas that you wouldn't realize you can explore that you can't, and you have to. Oh, sure, like the tree going up? Yep, that tree is what I'm talking about. And what a tree it is because it's got the worst enemy in this game, the, the most hated of all enemies. The little yeah, seeds. the float fiends. Oh, is that what they're yeah, called? Yeah, they're float fiends. Yeah, they're they're actually named in the manuals. So they're like, we want you to know thine enemies by its name. I yes, I do. I curse him. A pox upon his house. And uh, it's a willow wisp, you know, like a floating cotton thing. But they have a real erratic yeah, yeah. movement. Yeah, they'll zigzag out these heavy arcs, and then when they get like right above you, they'll stop and start heading straight down. So you can trick them to falling, but like they wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't like this avalanche of them thanks to the respawn rate, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, in this level, you get the gorilla, you get the gecko again, or lizard. 
Uh, but you also get the mm-hmm. Hornet for the first time. Yeah, yeah, and, and you'll need it. And it's fun for a little bit. You get to buzz around. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other new enemies are, uh, are that horrible tree stump. Uh, yeah, I think it's Stumpy is his name. Okay, he's super scary looking. Way more intense looking than any other creature in the game. But this level also requires six keys. And it does have a swimming portion, which you have to do as Nemo himself. And the funny part is, it's I think it's easier to control Nemo when he's swimming than when he's walking. Yeah, Nemo uh, handles pretty well underwater because he swims like Mario does when you're carrying a key, say, in Super Mario World, where it's like you're, he's always floating up and you're, you go against that to go down. Kind of strange, but it's pretty cool. Well, actually, kind of makes sense in like real life. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It is cool. I, I enjoy yeah. it, controlling it. Agreed. So you cash in your six keys, and then you're off to Dream Three, uh, the House of Toys. And this, I think, is the first real stumbling block for most people playing the game. Yeah, it's uh, this is the damn level of this game, you know, in Ninja Turtles parlance. And it is entirely linear. Like you have no choice of what you're doing. No, and it's an auto-scrolling level as well. There are three keys you get right at the beginning, then you hop on a train, and then you hang on for a wild ride. Yeah, because you will be assaulted by these uh, bombing balloons These that will drop uh, little explosives on you, as well as these, like, toy airplanes that... Oh, those are the worst. You know, they just they dive and attack at you in formations. There are some flying squirrels here, too. I think that's the first time we'll see them later on. Mm-hmm. There are platforms that move up and down trying to crush you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's even a section where the ceiling, you know, spiked ceilings coming down. You have to avoid the the low spots. Now, is this the first level that has extra keys in it? I don't know. I was trying to, because I thought I remember one of them having extra keys. This might be the one. You don't get to carry it over to another dream, right? I think you might be able to, but I'm not sure. But this, I, this, okay. this level does have extra keys. Crazy. Well, I don't know how to yeah, take advantage of that. Because, yeah, what's it got, like eight? Yeah. And you only need six to get through. Hmm. Crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's something that might make... You know, if you had one or two extra keys that you could just hold on to till the hard levels, maybe skip some some of the, the harder parts later on. Maybe indeed. Now, you ride this train all the way to the end, and that's it. Because all of these levels are just get to the door, and it's over. There's no bosses to deal with in these early ones yeah. at all. Yeah, that's right. We, we didn't mention that yet, but yep, no bosses here, not in Dreamland. Uh, next, Dream is Dream 4, the Night Sea. And oddly enough, you're greeted by some sort of camel at the beginning of this one. <laughs> it is another strange creature. Uh, he tells you some uh, disposable advice and you're off into what is one of my favorite levels, actually. It's really cool looking and it's just really fun controlling the you know the fish and the, and the, the hermit crab both have a little more agency than the other creatures you've been controlling. Well, even Nemo does when you're underwater. You can actually move yep. and avoid things, so that's nice. There's a cool little shipwreck, like half of a boat. Mm-hmm. Plenty of little areas you can dive under. You have to to get the keys at certain points. Yeah, there's some there's some swimming challenges with, you know, there's the spiked ceilings and stuff, so watch out. Yeah, and some, like, secret caves you got to get into. Yeah, yeah. Really, most of the enemies in here, there's like those tadpoles that will swim at you uh, very doggedly. Yep. And there'll be little like mouths on certain walls or I don't know what they're spitting out barnacles or something, but you get a little triple shot spread from those. And those can be a bit of uh, and those can be a bit of a pain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get, you got to be careful, you know, but this level is not nearly as hard as the last one. No, no. Maybe that's one of the reasons I was drawn to it, because it's easier. (laughs) 
It's like after the train level. Well, I feel like that that auto scrolling train level. It's just it's really brutal because you know when you die in it, you're going back to the beginning. You got to do the whole thing over again, and it's just you got to memorize every little piece of it. Yeah, and well, and, and we, we forgot to mention no suits. Yeah, no, that's true. There are no animal suits in that level. So yeah, well, it's the least fun level by far, and that's not just due to the challenge. So I think that also makes it stick out. You know. Yeah. There's no no fun to be had there. Uh, the next level, it's a little hit or miss on fun as well. That's uh, the fifth dream, Nemo's house. Oh, yeah. And Nemo's house, except you're shrunken. Yes, it's the classic, I do love a good, you're tiny in a normal-sized world kind of place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a cool dog that talks to you at the beginning. <laughs> he does look like a dog. And you are exploring a house, a big old house, and... This level is kind of interesting because you really have to backtrack and sneak around with the different uh, suits you get to to find all the keys in a way you haven't had to before. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because there's different zones of this house kind of where you're out. You start off near some stairs and then you, you pretty much need the frog to get up there. And then there's like a, a kitchen that you go down to a basement, but you need the bee to get out of there. And you know what I mean? Like it's there are... Hornets, we'll see the mouse for the first time here mm-hmm. up in the uh, attic area. Oh, uh, there's a lizard? Yep, yep. But all in all, it's really cool because it does feel like you're in different portions of the house. Like you said, a kitchen, the hallway, the attic, all different areas. It is the backtrackiest part, though, uh, so far. Oh, yeah. And it does take seven keys to get through the entry- the exit. Yeah, so it's, it's getting up there, which is by your bed, huh? Yeah. Uh... This does have one area up in the attic when you first get the mouse. Like, it is so hard. You have these, like, uh, presses coming down from the ceiling, you know? Oh, yeah, that part On top horrible. of those boxes. Like, I don't know how you're supposed to get out of there without getting hit with the mouse because your your sprite's too big and it wants to grab onto anything it touches. So it's, like, sticks on these walls. Where ugh, I definitely took a hit there for sure. Same here. Now you find the end with your seven keys. You break through out of your house and into... The cloud ruins. Yes, and you'll be rocking out there. Uh, maybe you'll hear some of that music uh, right now. Oh, yeah, that sounded great. <laughs> and uh, this is actually, I think, my favorite uh, little animal you meet at the beginning of this one. He's like a neon green werewolf. He it very much looks like a green werewolf. Uh, something about this he guy. Is. He makes makes me think of partying. <laughs> he rocks and rolls. Now, this is interesting, too, because you're on some rooftops here. Yeah, you start out in and, the town. You know, yeah, and you'll, you'll see some snails and stuff as you head to the right. But eventually you'll get to. Well, don't forget about these these horrible cloud jumps. Oh, yeah. I didn't really have that big. I, I wouldn't say horrible, the but they're, you got to be real careful. Sure, sure. Because there are, this is pit deaths here. This, we yeah. haven't seen that yet. But this is also another very linear level, except for it's a lot more fun because you actually get to use animals. Yeah, yeah. And there's that, you know, there's two vertical sequences where it's auto scrolling up and you have to keep hopping from cloud to cloud. If you have the B, it's a lot, it's not that bad. No, I'd use the B and you just got to make sure you stop it, you know. 
everyone you can. Sure, yeah, yeah. And it's cool because once you get to the top of the clouds, you do find the ruined cloud kingdom. Yeah, it's like a, some some busted up buildings. Are there even any keys up here? Uh, no. Uh, this you, level is no. hilarious because every key you need is at the very end. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. There is a gecko that you can also get for your descent, but it's really just a dodging things and these weird enemies that you'll find. Yeah, yeah. This is another, like, this is a lot easier than the level before. So definitely more straightforward. And like we said, all the keys are there at the very end. There's no way of missing them. Yeah, so you just blast on through. You take your six keys, and then you get to move on to your seventh dream, topsy-turvy. Ooh, and this is an upside-down house. Or castle. It's a little too fancy yeah, to be Yeah, I guess a house. castle. Yeah, that's true. It has like a manor. Although it seems more to scale to you, unlike yes. Nemo's house. Correct. And it's a cool level. Like, it looks really cool. Yeah, sometimes I've found this level to be a little hard to tell where what I could jump on or stand on. Yep, I can see that. But you get to a use the hornet for a lot of it, so that's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of hornets and frogs here. Oh, yeah. Well, and here, this one has like one of these big exchanges where... You get one animal just to get another animal, just to get another animal to finally get the mouse. Right. So yeah. it's like, eh, a little bit of padding there. This might be the first time we see those big, like, I don't know if they're a raven or a crow and they're throwing eggs down. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Enemy-wise, as well as, I forgot to mention earlier, but we've seen it before, but there are those those dishes or those monkeys that are throwing dishes at you. Oh, I like those guys a lot. Yeah, we'll see a couple of them here. But really, this level, not too tough. No, and like I said in the general chat, it's kind of a bummer that that train level is so hard and so long because these other levels are much more fun and somewhat easier. Yeah, it makes you wonder if that is, you know, the deliberate, like, you put the third level is the tough one or, you know, early on there's one stopping point to to fight off the rentals. Right, but this is another seven key exit. That's right, and once you cash those in, you're off to the final dream, the nightmare land. And before you start this level, you get a pretty lengthy cutscene. Yeah, the the princess, uh, she you, Nemo kind of refuses to go after the Nightmare King, and then she was like, "You have the wand, you have to." And he's like, "All right." Yeah. Oh, I did forget to mention my favorite thing about that very first cutscene, where uh, you don't want to do this adventure, but Flick offers you candy, and you're like, "Well." If you got candy, I guess it'll come with you. And I was like, man, this is the worst message ever for a child to see. <laughs> it is. It is. But yeah, like you said, you do not want to save the king. Like, you're like, I can't. I'm just a kid. No, thank you. Yeah. And they're like, nope, take this wand and shove it. <laughs> it's the wand. You've had it on your back the entire time. Yeah. It's really frustrating that you, you're like, it's right there. Use it. And he's like, I can't use this. And then she's like, no, I made it so you could. Here you go. Great. Thanks. Where was that seven dreams ago? Agreed, because once you have this wand, you actually have some agency. You can now interact with the enemies in a way that is not just avoidance. Yeah, you can fire off a little uh, magic bolt star thing that comes out at a 45 degree angle. Or you can hold down your button and charge it up. Yeah, and it gets stronger. It's pretty cool. It's a very cool, very interesting weapon. I would have loved using it on those wasps earlier. Yes, yes. Or any of the many enemies that I just flee from. And then this is also a very linear level. Just you go straight through it. Yeah, you're done with keys now. You're not looking for any of that junk. No. And there's only a few animals you can deal with in this level too. Uh, the gecko, the frog, and the mouse. I think maybe a little tiny, That's right. tiny bit of hornet as well. But in addition to introducing your new weapon, you also have bosses and mini bosses. 
That's right. Um, and, you know, the first Nightmare Land is, is pretty tough. There's a lot of, like, spike stuff here that are one-hit kills. So that's they've ratcheted up the difficulty. And you'll see some fire coming out of uh, fire pillars, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, that's back. Yep. And at the end of that first fiery area is your first mini-boss. Uh, an emperor penguin with a crown and, like, a like a punk rock spike bracelet on? <laughs> he's, he's a tough dude. One tough hombre. Well, he's fairly tough. Yeah, no, he's he's not too horribly. Di- he's got a simple pattern, anyways. Yes, and the hardest part for me was not knowing what kind of damage I was doing or any damage. Yeah, it would be nice to have a life meter so you could gauge what you're doing. Or I mean, a reaction. Like you really don't even know when you're hitting an enemy. That's true. That's true. It just yeah, because all he does really is he'll jump from. There are two platforms on the left and right of the screen, and he will jump up from one to the other. And when he lands, he will spawn out. I don't know if he spits them out, but these little uh, little mini penguins that you can hurt. You can whack them with your wand. Yeah, because your wand isn't just projectile. You can use it like a club as well. Yeah, yeah. If you just rapidly tap it, then it's it's uh, totally usable. And But uh, yeah, so you've got his little mini penguins, and then there are bubbles that he sends from the top of the screen that you have to dodge, so... All pretty easy to dodge, though. Yeah, yeah. The only time I had troubles when I was being impatient because, you know, it takes quite a few hits unless you charge your shot up as much as you can. Yep. Which is why I would try to, you know, it's like as soon as he jumps off the screen, it's like turn around and start charging now so you can get a decent shot off as soon as it starts and then maybe some small ones, some rapid ones afterwards. Mm -hmm. And then uh, once you beat him, well, the level's not over. You just continue on through the Nightmare Land. That's right. Your next area. Although I think... If you continue, if you die and continue, you will start here after the boss. I wasn't sure, right? so I just made sure I saved. Yeah, me, me too. Uh, your next area is like a vertical area, mm-hmm. and it sucks because um, you are uh, you're scrolling up through all these like platforms and slopes and stuff. There's fire everywhere, but even worse than that, it's the float fiends. They're back, baby. God, so many of them. It sucks so bad. And then it's like... Wait, was this the part that you saved at multiple times? You bet, baby. Yeah, Yeah, because I did did for sure. I just got so sick of going up through it. And it's like you get to this part at the top where there are those... There's like four fire jets. I I got hit by them. I don't know how you don't get hit by those. It's tough, man. And, And you're right by the top of the screen. So those stupid seeds will be right on your they'll be the right there like you have to react so fast in order to jump down to get this frog to jump back up just to, ugh. i hate the fact it, it was, that you have to get that frog you have to go back down to get the frog to go back up i know it's uh it was it broke me it broke my resolve yeah but once you're through there it's cave time yeah and after that last nightmare uh <laughs> this cave felt like a breeze oh yeah and, uh, you know, you've got some little jumping in the beginning, but it's all the falling ceiling trick. And you've got plenty of places to hide. It's not, not bad at all. Yeah, no, I'll take it any day after after the, the seeds. The seeds! And then at the end of this is your second mini-boss, a confusing, not that large, <laughs> manta ray. A strange ray that it, it flies around this room. It kind of has a little hill in the middle. Uh-huh. It will swoop at you. Yep. Oh, and it drops fire at you. I feel like this was just shoehorned in. It looked like it was supposed to be a normal enemy that they just added some extra crap to to be a boss. It looks like it should be in the, you know, the the night sea or something. It's not themed for this level at all. So no. it's strange, but it's also pretty easy. It is. You charge that shot up and you can take him out pretty quickly. And then you are on to the final stretch of this level, the true nightmare cave world. And it looks cool. Yeah, we, 
It does because it's all like this dark purple, mysterious like background stuff. It's, it looks pr- pretty creepy. But I, again, another one of these places where it's just a chain of animals. Yeah, because you have to go. <laughs> it's it's super ridiculous even because it's like you have to go. Or do you have to choose the bee or the the lizard at the end of the passage? No, you have to get the lizard no, yeah. to get the bee <laughs> to then go get the mouse. Yeah, and then that just lets you climb up this cliff to get to the, Which the next. was at the very beginning of the level. Right, right. Classic. But what's man. cool is you're going across that final plane, jumping over the fire pits, and in the background, you see the giant, creepy Nightmare King. Yeah, and he looks pretty, uh, pretty scary. He's much more intimidating than Nemo. Definitely. Uh, you have one small area to get through after that where there's health and free men. Mm-hmm. And then the final boss fight. Yeah, you get to a room where you see and the, there's the big evil Nightmare King who looks kind of like a, a monstrous wizard with, with horns, you know? He's, he's large and very, very dark purple and blue. Yeah, and kind of feline looking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a little bit of the... Uh, oh, man, I can never remember his name. Chernobyl Blabble Blabble from... Uh, Fantasia, <laughs> Night on Bald Mountain. Oh, sure. Yeah, I don't know the name of the creature, but... It's got a specific I, I know what name. I you're talking about. Fair enough. So, the Nightmare King. Uh, he's really not that bad of a boss. Uh, he's got two... <laughs> not at all. ...attacks. Like, he spits out these red blobs. Which are super weird. They, they're like... They look like blood. Like a, like a bloody thing he spit up flying around. Yeah, it, it doesn't look like, like a... A fireball or projectile, you know what I mean? It's like he's barfing or it's like bile or some some grossness. And then you have uh, laser beams from his fingers. Yeah. So you do. I mean, sometimes it gets a little hairy because the screen gets, there's a lot of projectiles, but I feel like after all the horrible jumping stuff they put you through, this this isn't that bad. No. And by the way, that demon's name was Chernabog. Chernabog. Oh, you were close too, Chernabog. Yeah, I knew it was something in that world. But yeah, this as, as far as far as a final boss in a game goes, this guy's a pushover. Uh, I mean, part of the problem is you didn't have a weapon until this level. Yeah, so you just have to dodge those pretty measly attacks and charge up your weapon. I my only hard the only hard part is that you never know if you're actually hitting the guy or hurting him. Right, right. And I, I like I stand behind the. I like to charge up my shots more than rapid fire them. But oh, I was charging I, as well. I, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, to be honest. But yeah, so you take down the Nightmare King and then you get a, a decent ending. Yeah. Um, at first, I thought like you were going to kiss that girl randomly, which is weird. <laughs> it's a little flirty because then you're made yeah, the prince yeah. of Slumberland and she's the prince. Well, yeah, the, you, you rescue the king Morpheus and he makes you a prince. But then you're like, I got to go home. And they say, well, you can come back anytime. And then for some reason, they drop you off at, at your home. Well, actually, they, they ask you to stay. And you're like, I can't stay. I told my mom I'd get up. Right, and right. And Morpheus is like, hey, I respect a man who keeps his promises. You can come back any night you want. Yeah. and But then it's like, it shows that, I mean, it's a cool looking shot, too, of like a nighttime city and like the balloon. Oh, yeah. Dirigible or Zeppelin, whatever. Oh, that shot of that, like a uh, dream Zeppelin flying out of dreamland. Yeah. It is awesome. Yeah, it looks cool. They they drop you off and, and you wake up and then you get some uh, fake credits. Yeah, fake credits. And there you go. Deedle do. It's a pretty long ending. It's a pretty long ending and then you get a published by Capcom. The end. Ah, sweet. Sweet. 
And here we are in the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 4.0. Me too. I I'm, I, I, I almost even went a little bit higher because I really just loved the marriage of all the parts of this game. I thought the animations were good. The graphics are amazing. I love the sprite work in this game. And the music is super fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I uh, I really like some of the backgrounds are especially, the, like, they're, like, animated. You know, like, the night sea, like, the, the, the trees are blowing in the wind or, you know, it looks really cool. And the music is great. Like I said, one of my new favorite video game songs. So, uh, can't go wrong here. Nope. Next up is play control, and I was really unsure on this one. I was trying to, to decide between a 2.0 and a 2.5. And uh, I'm in the same. Th- yes, me too. <laughs> I really think I'm going to stick with the 2.0. Yeah. Because like, save for a few very small circumstances, I never really felt like I was in control of these awesome creatures. Yes, and sometimes it just didn't feel like the creature the game was built for these creatures like you know like they're so big you know like unless you can get the frog or the or the hornet it's like the rest of them you're like well okay like as much as i like certain things like i think uh being able to jump on the wall the up and down like that controls great i i like that better the way that works than even like castlevania 3 so you know good on them and now we have challenge factor Oh, yeah. I wasn't sure to go. I wrote down 3.5, but it might go up to 4. I put 4.0 just because uh, level 3, really hard. And then towards the end, there are some just really sticky spots. It's true. Uh, Generally, each level will have one, you know, they got it. There's always a tricky part where, okay, may take you a while to figure out how to deal with it. Once you know it, not too tough, but... But really, it's that, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with a 4.0 because the Nightmare Land, that one vertical sequence just is killer. Yeah, the enemy... Probably the hardest part of the game. Agreed. And the enemy respawns at certain points are just relentless. And once they introduce pit deaths, it just really ratchets up. It's like, come on, man. And finally, we have theme and fun. I went with a 3.0. Wow, dude. So did I. I think, do we have mirror scores this, this whole time? Uh, Maybe. I think so, yeah. Wow, yeah. I, I'm um, glad to see we're on the same page. <laughs> You know, this game's super hard, but it's also very fun and very just interesting. I mean, it's a you feel like you're in a bunch of different worlds and each one has its unique challenges and a unique feel to it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's a pretty decent game, you know, for for the time it came out. It holds up. Uh you know, it's no, you know, it's not Mega Man or Super Mario cool, but it's, you know, it's decent to play around with, I guess. It it really it would be I think a lot more fondly remembered if it wasn't so so hard. For sure. And it's an interesting idea for a game that, uh, you know, like if, if all the animals were cooler, like you could do cool stuff and control yourself better, it would be a, a big draw, I think, you know? Or if you had that wand from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe it doesn't shoot the fireballs until the very end, but you could still bash things with it. Anything, yeah. Please. Please. So, Nick, I'm going to ask you, like I always do, should you play this game? Um, yeah, you know, give it a shot. Yeah, it's, it's worth playing. And if you get stuck on the train level, uh, then there is an in-game stage select code you can use to get past that. So, you know, because there's some fun levels in the middle that you might miss otherwise. Yeah, for sure. I said, yeah, you should just at least check out this fun game, the cool graphics, and how weird it looks like when you climb inside that mole suit. <laughs> yeah. 
Next week's game will be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Radical Rescue, the third Ninja Turtles game for the Game Boy. That's right. So if you guys uh, let us know what your favorite animal suit is from Little Nemo. Have you ever seen the Adventures in Slumberland Little Nemo movie? Tell us about it at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Yeah, and let us know if this sounded too crazy or weird or whatever. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, it's hard to tell. It's it's a, a surreal recording session, to say the least. It truly is. Um, Nick and I have been close friends for so long that, you know, part of our rapport is the fact that when we're across from each other, we pretty much know when the other person's ending a thought and all of that. So having to like literally wait for it just through audio cues is kind of weird. But hopefully it wasn't too weird strange. for everyone at home. Right, right. And, uh, you know, hopefully as this um, whatever, I don't know, what do we call this thing right now? The lockdown? The Yeah, I guess. Uh, quarantine. The quarantine goes on. Stay at home laws. You know, we'll find a better way of doing this. Uh, right now I'm recording on my bed in my bedroom because it's the quietest room I think I could get with a decent internet connection. Uh, but you know, yeah. as we have to do this more in the future, I'm going to try to find a better setup. So bear with us, folks. We really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you for your patience. And and if you want to let us know, you can on Twitter uh, at Cart Command, Facebook at Cartridge Command. Thanks to everyone on Twitter that gave us suggestions on uh, ways to do the podcast remotely. I truly appreciate everyone's help out there. And uh, we must say a special yeah, yeah. thank you to everyone that gives to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. Uh, it is those yes, yes. wonderful and fine folks that give to us every week. And a few people have given to us uh, more recently. And hey, we super appreciate it. Uh, Nick has now joined the yeah. ranks of the unemployed. I am one of you. And it laid off. Uh, me and uh, my lady have been laid off since the beginning of this. And while we don't make any money off of this show, really... We're happy that you guys give us enough money to make it happen. So we don't have to take out of our pocketbooks to make this show, produce it, or any of that. So once again, thank you so much. As long as you guys uh, allow us to, financially, we will continue to make this podcast any way we can. Yeah, we appreciate it, especially nowadays, guys and gals. So thank you all so very, very much. Thank you, thank you. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! As always, Cartridge Commandos, game. game. <laughs> this is not going to work. Come on. <laughs> All right. Let's do it again. You count. We can, okay. I'll count All it right. off. And three, two. Okay. You do it. Right? Three. You, yep. Yes. To, do it together. Okay. Three. Three. Two. two one. One. Game. Game. On. on. <laughs> if it doesn't, we, just have to, we can. Uh, <laughs> I just cut it off the <laughs> I have to.